Today's episode is recorded in real time and in real health and social care settings. So naturally, you might hear background noise due to the busy nature of these places. Hello, I'm Carolina. I'm your host, and this is Focus AF, the podcast where we talk about all things mental health, advocacy, and the health and social care sector. Let me paint a picture for you. It's 9.30am and at our headquarters in Accrington, our Lancashire team have run away from the rain and they're making their way into our red brick building. It's amazing to see how much my colleagues love their jobs. So I thought I'd set myself on a mission and shadow Rachel for a day. This way I'm going to be able to see firsthand what the job is really all about. Hi Rachel, so we're about to go into our first visit of the day. I'm shadowing you today, so tell me a little bit about the person that we're going to support. Hi Carolina, yeah so today we are going to visit a person that I've supported for probably the last 12 months actually. Um, So she moved uh, residence about six months ago. Um, but she was unhappy, so as her advocate I supported her to raise any concerns that she had in a previous location and she's now moved um, to this location. So my lady, she's quite young, Um, she's very vibrant, full of life um, and she just wants to live her life the best way that she can. She loves lots of fun and she does need the care and support but she doesn't need it necessarily 24-7 because she is being encouraged to learn new life skills, um, things that she's not been able to do before, like use a bus. She's supported, you know, but one day maybe she'll be able to catch the bus on her own and that's the aim. Um, So today we are going to make sure that any restrictions that she might be subjected to are accounted for within her doll's paperwork um, we're going to make sure that she's happy, that she's not objecting, that she doesn't want to leave. Um, and if there's anything she needs that she doesn't have, we'll speak to the staff just to make sure that she's happy and settled. Um, and we're also going to just double check with her last care assessment that was done by her social worker um, that everything is up to date, that she's happy with everything. There's no changes that need to be made. Um, and just, yeah, just make sure she's happy, settled and still loving life. The hustle and bustle starts as everyone is catching up and making their brews and I'm walking around with my microphone asking our advocates a simple question. What is your favourite thing about being an advocate? Helping people get their voices heard when they feel that no one's there to support them. Morning, Caroline. Wow, that's a good question. Now, the favourite part about being an advocate is having a successful outcome for an individual that I'm supporting. Well, for me, it's not necessarily the big things that we do. It's the day-to-day small things. You know, I can give you an example of just getting a guy who I supported a wardrobe for his bedroom that made him so happy and it made his life there a lot better for him, which seems really simple, but those are the things that I like about being an advocate, getting the day-to-day things for the people to make their lives happier where they're living. 
My favourite part about being an advocate is that we are there for the person, only for the person, to make sure their rights are upheld and their voice is heard and they don't get lost in the middle of the health and social care system. And we protect their rights, we uphold their rights, and it's just, it's just a lovely job to have. Tina, what is your favourite part about being an advocate? Helping people that are vulnerable. Thanks, Tina. So, Rachel, we've just come out of the visit just then. So, would you like to give us an overview about what happened? Yeah, Caroline, we had a we had a really good visit there. Um, it was really nice to see that my person is really settled and vocally able to explain how she really enjoys it there. Um, and it is a very different setting to what she was in previously. Um, as I mentioned earlier, she was in a, another residence beforehand and there were some issues there she was um subject to quite difficult restrictions that she was very unhappy about and we had to work through quite a lot of legislation stuff um getting a solicitor involved in some instances to remove those restrictions and and worked well with the staff however there were some compatibility problems um, with some other residents, which meant that she had to move. And ultimately, it's been a really successful move. She's very happy. And it's great that they're teaching her some new independent skills, learning how to budget, learning how to cook better. So, yeah, I'm really pleased with the result. My person it seems to be very happy um, with no major issues and the staff also have no concerns so it's definitely going in the right direction so it was a fantastic uh, visit and as you said she did seem really settled um, so what are the next steps now what what happens next so in terms of the dolls itself which um, as you know is a deprivation of liberty so we've obviously checked to make sure that there are no unaccounted uh, restrictions and that my person isn't wanting to leave or is unhappy or has any objections. So I will now report that back to um, the dolls team to let them know that she is happy and settled and I'll continue to visit on a regular basis under that particular strand. With regards to the social care assessment, um, I will report back to uh, my person's social worker to make sure that she knows that my person is happy um, and that there are some really good continuation plans. In particular, my person is now able to access the community a lot more independently by using public transport, which is something she's not done before. And as a result of them helping her to learn about how to budget and how to use her money more wisely, she's able to pay for her bus fare she's able to decide where she would like to go they can catch the bus if the um if the transport that they have at their home isn't available she can just get on a bus with a support worker go shopping buy whatever she wants to buy um and decide for herself really what she wants to do for that day so it gives her a lot more independence and she sets her own goals and the support staff will you know help her to do that in a much more constructive way yeah so basically she has a much more a much better quality of life um which obviously under the care act 
that is what we're always promoting is quality of life and people promoting their own independence. So that's the next steps. And I'll now continue to visit my person on a regular basis to make sure that she remains happy. And the care assessment that will be reviewed in 12 months time to make sure it's all going in the right direction. So Rachel, we're about to go into our next visit of the day. And this is another relevant person's representative case. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about this person? Yes, so um, this lady, um, she is on a doll's authorisation and she's normally on a 12-month authorisation. She's been in this care home for quite some time and she's a very high falls risk, so she requires one-to-one assistance at all times. Um, Unfortunately, due to her type of dementia, um, she can be quite aggressive She has been known to be very violent um, and display um, behaviour that would not have been the norm when uh, before she became unwell. Um, And as a result, has to have staff that look after her uh, very closely and she has to be very closely monitored, particularly when she's around other residents. She can hit people, she can spit um and have yeah it's 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 quite um it's quite a sad case really because it's something that she would never have it's a behavior that she would never have had before she became unwell um and in this particular one things i'll be looking out for in terms of restrictions is one in particular she is given her medication covertly so i'll be making sure that um the gp reviews are bang up to date Um, that all the paperwork is in order because people cannot be given medication covertly without um, a GP having reviewed it and authorised it and the care home have an obligation to have specific paperwork in place um, that says that this is how they have to do it. Um, I'll also be keeping a check on her weight because um, the care home did have some concerns over her weight, so she's under a dietitian. Um, And other things I'll be looking for is obviously to see how many times she's asking to leave. Um, If she did say that she wanted to leave or she was making attempts to leave, um, obviously her right is to um, be be able to have access to legal representation to exercise those rights to leave. Um, And she has the same right as everybody else to explore those options Also, things like falls, because she is a high falls risk, I'll be checking to see if that is um, improved in any way, because sometimes medication can affect how people fall, so she can be a bit of a danger to herself at times. And I'm also going to want to see if she is engaging in activities, because obviously quality of life is really important, and just making sure that documentation is all up to date. So before we go into this visit, Rachel, obviously you mentioned that because of this lady's dementia, her behaviour can be sometimes violent. Is there anything that I should bear in mind to make sure that she feels as comfortable and safe as possible with me being there, considering she's never met me before? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, So obviously I'm always very mindful that we are going into this lady's home 
and she will always have staff around her and it's staff that she's very comfortable with, that she's very familiar with and that she trusts and they know her. So that means for, um, you know, a, a much safer relationship. I don't see this lady very often. Obviously, as her RPR, I'm only visiting you know, every few weeks. So like myself, I'm going to ask you just to be very mindful to give this lady her her own space so we don't invade her personal space. If at any point the staff member feels that this lady might be getting, you know, a bit nervous or a bit agitated at our presence, then they'll just make a cue to us and we will leave because Obviously, what we don't want to do is upset this lady any more than she already is. So we'll just remain respectful of her space and just um, take the lead from the staff that look after her. Rachel and I are going to go on our visit, but in the meantime, we're going to take you back to the office. It's two hours later now and the meeting has drawn to a close. It's time to ambush the team and ask another question. What is your favourite thing about working at Advocacy Focus? Everything, the people, our clients, everything. Always having the support of other people. The best thing about working at Advocacy Focus is that every day is different and you don't know what you're going to be doing when you arrive in the morning. Jason is a British Sign Language speaker and the voice you can hear is his interpreter, Joanna. Favourite things about working at Advocacy Focus are um, enjoys the work, loves doing the referrals, loves working with the team, um, amazing team, feels very included. So the, the variety of work is what Jason enjoys. So from, from doing the letters to uploading the RPRs. Loved going out visiting when I was a volunteer. I enjoyed that part as well. So, Rachel, we've just come back from our second visit. Would you like to give us an update on how that went? Yeah, so the person seems to have settled much more than um, my previous visit. She seems a lot happier. She explained to me that she was um, really happy and had no issues when I was speaking to the staff, obviously, they confirmed that they have been working on some really good um, techniques to try and help my person to distract herself. So when she's feeling like she might get into a more heightened situation, they've been offering some solutions where she can either go and take her frustrations out in a safe place when I met with her, she was being pampered um, and having what looked like a hand massage. So all these different techniques appear to be working, which is brilliant, which means that my person has the best possible quality of life while she's residing here. Also speaking with the staff, um, there appears that she is not subject to any restrictions that are not accounted for. And just really good progression. There's been a reduction in some medication, which I'm pleased about. So yeah, all in all, a really positive visit. My person's happy, which is the most important thing, is not wishing to leave. And it looks like all the dolls restrictions are accounted for and all up to date. It was really good to see her so happy. She did seem 
really pleased with where she was. Uh, she was having a nice chat with the staff when we walked in. She seemed genuinely happy. Um, she was quite talkative with us, really, which was really great to see because in my experience shadowing these cases, sometimes people just don't want to chat much. So that was nice. And I also really liked to see how the staff were continuing to offer opportunities to get involved in different activities, offering her to like take her out if she wanted to, go on a walk or go shopping. And even though she's not taking on those opportunities, they're still continuing to offer them, which I thought was really nice. So obviously now you will stay in regular contact with her. You will come and visit again, make sure that she's still happy where she is. Um, and if she needs anything, then you're going to be able to, to have those conversations then. But at this moment in time, there's really not much of a follow up, which, which is great because like you said, she's just, she's just happy. And it, it was very clear that she was very, very happy. So yeah, it was, it was great to see. So Rachel, we've just parked up at um, the hospital. We're going to go into a mental health ward today. And you've just told me that you're expecting to catch up with four people. And one of them in particular is quite an interesting case, isn't it? So we've got someone that because of their level of education and the career that they were in previous to being sectioned, there's actually different legislation that applies to the way that they're supported and the rights that they have. So I'm really interested to find out more about that case and how it goes. Um, and do you want to update us on the other three people and what we can expect to see today? Yeah, so really looking forward to um, my um, my ward drop-in this morning. Um, as you mentioned, that's one of the people that we're looking forward to seeing today. Um, so the other three, uh, one lady in particular, um, I am helping to support them into transitioning from mental health ward into residential care. Um, another person, um, I'm helping them with some financial queries, um, supporting them to access social care um, and how that looks so that they feel like they've still got control of things like their finances. Um, and I've got an international patient who I'm also supporting to get some social care involvement um, to liaise with like relevant embassies um, to tie up all their loose ends while they're in hospital when they're not able to perhaps sort those things out for themselves. So, yep, should be a really positive visit. Looking forward to it. So, Rachel, we just got back from our mental health ward visit. Um, would you like to give us an update on how that went? Yeah, so um, it was a, a nice visit, our ward today. Unfortunately, I was due to meet a social worker who wasn't able to attend in the end, but that's fine. still managed to get through to um, speak to all the people I needed to speak to, got some updates. Um, one of my people had actually gone out with another member of staff, so I didn't manage to catch up with them properly, but it's fine because I'll just catch up with them next week. I go once a week to the same ward um, so that there's continuity. had a good discussion with the staff just to make sure that leave is being had and that everything's in order. So, yep, it was a really positive visit. My international patient who I was speaking to has given me consent to um, speak to their social worker. So that's something I'll be doing next 
just to see how we can further support her to get all the information that um, they need. So yeah, it was all very positive. And of course, we were there to see um, the person that we'd mentioned about the different legislation, and that's the person that we were there to see with the social worker, but they were actually asleep, so we didn't really disturb them, did we? Uh, we just kind of left them to enjoy their nap. Um, so that's an issue that you'll be going back to chase up next week. And there was a new person on the ward as well, wasn't there? So the staff were just informing us that they are there on an informal basis, which means that they wouldn't necessarily be eligible for statutory advocacy under the Mental Health Act. However, because there are some safeguarding concerns, we did go and have a chat with this person and offer just any general support. We gave her some self-help toolkits as well. And it's something that we can then catch back up or you will be catching back up with a person next week because uh, I will be stopping following you around now. I haven't been to a mental health ward in a while. It was, uh, it was a few years ago, actually, that I did my last shadowing in a ward. So it was really good to see how nice the staff were and how on board with advocacy they were, how knowledgeable they were as well about supporting people in terms of the advocacy, making sure that we were aware of all the information that we needed. So that was really, really positive, actually. So thank you so much for letting me shadow you today. Uh, it's been really interesting and I really appreciate all your time, Rachel. If you want to find out more about our charity or contribute to the work that we do, please visit our website at advocacyfocus.org.uk. 